Doctor introduces the new masters to the council, and then a guard across the room fires on the aliens that are materialized, but the doctor stops him and says, resistance is useless. The doctor says that the Vardens have more power and knowledge than the Time Lords could ever have, and he dismisses the council and then as an aside, whispers to Belusa to make sure that the redecoration of his quarters has been complete. He says, I think it is. Well, make sure and meet me there. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Redon and Leela are arguing about the invasion or following the doctor's orders or the doctor's plan and Leela stands by the doctor that um, he must have a plan. The doctor returns uh, from the, the Vardens and as he's going to leave the room, he says, come canine. And they say, what? And he says, oh, nothing, nothing. Um, but before he leaves, they ask him, well, how long do you think it'll take to find the great key? And he says, he smiles and says, it's just a matter of time. So Leela convinces Radon that um, they need to leave the capital. Um, she is standing behind the fact that the doctor expelled her and that he must have a reason, and, but they need to um, resist. They need to leave. Um, so they go off together. The doctor in his rooms, uh, which have been relined, actually, they look like they had been led before, but apparently not, because now they are the um, same lead gray, but there's um, circles and swirl patterns all over the walls and ceiling and everywhere. So the doctor says that at last they can talk freely. So the doctor says he must apologize for treating Belusa so badly. Um, and they discuss the Vardens. And he says how they can travel across any wavelength, but lead seems to keep them out. The doctor tells Belusa that he couldn't let him in on anything because Belusa is too logical and too easy to read. Um, and Belusa sees, uh, eventually does see his point that yes, he is. Leela and Radon, Radon have met up with Andred, and um, he thinks that Leela is the one who destroyed the um, destroyed their their force field. And Radon says, "No, she was with me the entire time. It wasn't her." Um, and they need help getting out of the the capital, um, so he agrees to help. He says that Castellan is settling old political scores and he is uh, not on Castellan and the president's side anymore, so he's uh, leaving towards helping them. 
The doctor continues his talk with Barusa and says how Leela could be the biggest danger because given her nature. And he says that when Barusa asks about his exiling her, she says she's a creature of instinct and the barbarian gardens um, where he sent her would be natural for a huntress like her. So Leela and Rodan are... Um, heading off into the wilderness. Looks very windswept desert. Um, Rodan is very tired and very frightened and she needs to, wants to rest. And Lee says, no, no, we need to move on. Just over to here. So they, they move on farther and then as they rest, a spear comes, is thrown into the ground next to them and they are surrounded by others. Castellan assigns a guard to the president since um, he says how some wish him um, harm and well he's not one of them if any harm were to come to the president then the Castellan would have to take over as president and he's not ready to do that quite yet and the guard will be well rewarded for his services and he sends him off Leela and um, Radon are brought to the leader of this group, um, Nesbane, and um, they say how they, it took all of them to get Leela's knife away from her. Um, and he goes to, to reach out to touch her, and she flips the guy and grabs her knife back. And then he apologizes and introduces himself and the others um, but the group doesn't trust Leela and, and Radon Leela says well I can survive anywhere I don't we don't want anything from you he says well well you probably want protection and she says no I can survive and he says well what about you and he talks to Radon and says she is tired and hungry and frightened and you know, so he says, well, she needs to rest before we can hear anything about their story, and then we'll decide whether they can, where they can stay, or whether you'll help them. Bruce asked the doctor how much he told the Vardens, and he says only as much as he dared. Um, he and Bruce planned some more about what they need to do when they meet them again. Canine has made it back to the TARDIS and he opens a control panel underneath the um, center console. The doctor presents Bruce to the Vardens and there is a scan that the ray that they attach to him. And they're not happy with the, what they find in Bruce, that he would not um, submit well to their control. So the doctor has the chancellor as Bruce are placed under house arrest. Um, and he says, well, why don't you materialize? He says, no, we're not ready yet. Doctor tells Castellan to be sure to keep down any resistance. And uh, he might as well just consider himself vice president. And while he is at it, he might as well, he should get a list of all the people that he thinks might be resistant to the Vardens and to the president and these troublemakers um, 
and then the Castellan could make his recommendations to the president. K9 is uh, attaching his scanner to some of the, the circuits in the panels and reading information. The doctor and Castellan meet again uh, with his list of troublemakers and Maybert and the doctor says, well, maybe I'll just expel them too. And Castellan says, well, there'd be no help for them out there. And if they were threatened with expulsion from the Citadel, they would probably, others would probably um, not resist the president. The Vardens agree to this plan except for Brusa. They say he should stay under arrest. The Vardens are still not ready to show themselves and they task the doctor with setting a, a volatile type of force field around the planet. The doctor thinks it's not possible. The uh, group of outsiders um, uh, talk about themselves and say, um, Leela says something about, oh, well, you're not Time Lords. And she says, well, we once were until we decided to leave that type of world and come out here. Castellan has um, just found two of the people on his list and interviews the troublemakers um, and he banishes one, I think it was Gomer. Mm -hmm. um, and then Andred is escorting the Time Lord out and uh, he says to the older man that there are others that are against Castellan and the president, including himself, and they're growing more and more. Um, so I still have to cast you out, but there may be help out there for you. The doctor heads off to the TARDIS with his personal bodyguard from the Castellan with him, but he convinces him that he needs to stay outside. He says, well, the Castellan will have me shot, so well, then I'll have him shot. So he goes in the TARDIS, um, asks K-9 how it's going, and finally K-9 answers and says that he's absorbing data most satisfactorily. Um, the doctor puts the matrix ring a circlet on K-9's head um, so that he will be connected to the matrix. The rebels, which are uh, Andred and two other Time Lords and some other guards uh, come around the TARDIS and they shoot the guard outside and Andred shows that he has the Trevonic key from earlier and so he can get in. K-9 is reading info still and the doors open behind the Doctor and K-9. Andred enters and brandishes his weapon and says that uh, he not just kill him for treason and he points his gun at the doctor and you end and now we start getting all the political intrigue yes I, I have to say it's not bad though I don't know I lost track oh. in the middle of the episode of what all was supposedly going on. Well, it's not clear yet the Doctor's plan with the Vardens. Um, I think it's 
bit more clear that the doctor knows that Castellan is not to be trusted and is a power-hungry politician and he's using that. I think he'll be using that against him. Yeah. Castellan apparently has made or holds many grudges and is using that if the doctor's given him leave to do so. Um, but the doctor is obviously planning something against both factions in a way. He has K9 working on something. Mm-hmm. I think it. The story moved along pretty well. I don't know that there was much bogging down. Because even his long, fairly long conversation with Barusa was interesting enough because we want to know, see what we can find out about what he's planning. Mm-hmm. And the bits with Riva on the outside, you know, that those were kind of necessary that uh, they were out there and they were One's very comfortable, one's very not. Some of that, their talk, though, a little bit went on a little bit long. Um, but it wasn't too bad for me, anyway. And then they meet the outsiders, the other Time Lord group, and we learn some about them in a fairly short period of time. Looks like we see another quarry as they're walking out in the wilderness. I would expect no less. <laughs> Been a while since we've seen a quarry. A quarry uh, location shot, hasn't it? Yeah, probably. Um, I did like the designs on the, the lid of the doctors of the president's chambers. The gears. The gears and very um well now we would say it was very steampunk mm-hmm. um, design makes me think of some of the what we've seen as Gallifreyan designs in newer series with like the gears and the planetary depictions and mm, spheres yes. and swirls and that type of thing Maybe they drew influence from this part to create that. It wouldn't surprise me. They tend to do that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Which, as a a long-time viewer, I think you appreciate. And it shows some appreciation for those that have seen all of them are trying to watch all of them mm-hmm. to get that connection. So what did you think of the Varden? You mean the shiny pieces of plastic? <laughs> they look like somebody tried to make a very bad ghost costume for Halloween. Yeah. Or just a, something to hang up in your window. Out of mylar. Yeah. With some uh, metallicized mylar, you know, that's got the. Because some points it looked kind of foil like, 
but it crinkled like um, very thin mylar plastic, mm -hmm. very brittle stuff. It was terrible. <laughs> I know it was supposed to be just a, uh, I guess, a representation, a projection of themselves. Because the doctor kept asking them to, well, settle in, materialize, and they said, we're not ready yet. Ready to reveal anything more about themselves. Um, so this isn't their, their true form, I guess, or their full form. So maybe they split for a whole roll of foil and plastic wrap each when we get to finally see them, who knows? Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I have to say, at least the the terrible monsters, most of them, had a little bit more work to them. The dragon prawn, there was a lot of oh. work put into that, even though it was mean. terrible. Yeah, I guess. The the um, the axon, which was the guy under the the painted sheet. That was probably about on the same work level as these little strips of mylar, I think. That was probably, that's right up there with that. Um, but that's, I think these are worse than seeing the zipper of the costume, you know. Maybe. I think it's still pretty bad. Well, yeah. Feels like cost cutting to me. Oh yeah, like the like I said, my my favorite worst example was this the guy under the tarp. It was supposed to be a blob of axonite or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but this was probably even cheaper. The tarp was probably a little more expensive than some mylar sheets. Torn mylar sheets. It's yeah. just. It's awful. Plus, that noise is just that they make is just kind of quite annoying. It's like this just rattling plastic. Yeah, the rustly noise. noise. Yes. I kind of liked the way Leela was so sure the doctor has a plan. Yeah, I think that was good. She really has a lot of faith in him, which is kind of nice. Yes, you, you see a lot of her trust and her loyalty. Mm -hmm. Well, you wouldn't expect it because, well, you know, yes, she wasn't happy about it. And she did put up a fight when he cast her out. But she was also surrounded by other time lords and uh, so uh, but I think as she's thought about it maybe she's realized that no I'm sure he has a plan and she's you know convinced Radon of that who doesn't really know the doctor but you know she's said no I trust him and this is what I have to do and she 
she says, you know, you shouldn't just submit to the, the Vardans, even though the president has said, I know he's got something in the works, and so come with me. And she's gathered some following, too. Leela has. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. Kind of. Incidentally. Kind of. Um, She's impressed him with spunk. Oh, I meant uh, Raiden, the, the other oh, girl. I thought you meant the. Andred. No, the uh, not Time Lord tribe. Oh, the, the Untime Lords? Yes. Um, oh, I thought you meant Andred, um, who helped them, helped them get out. I was going to say that they have um, somewhat aligned their, their political machinations. He thinks that they're together in this, but even though their, their ideas are slightly different, they've come together at a certain point where, yeah, they're against them. You know what's going on. He's against Castellan and how he thinks the president is acting. Um, she's just against the part of the plan that she doesn't know of the doctor, and so he's put them, maybe seen what he wants to and what they're doing, and decides to help them. You know, Andred and his rebels. Yeah. But yes, she she does impress the leader Nesbin by <laughs> doing a karate flip on him. <laughs> well, he did steal her knife. Yes, yes, he they gets did. what he deserves. Yes, they did take her take her knife away, even though they <laughs> once says it took all of us to do it. And I guess, in a way, it's nice to see her back in her, as the doctor says, her a, a natural habitat for her. Being the huntress that she is. And left to her own devices, she hasn't killed anyone yet. <laughs> yet, I think, is the operative word there. <laughs> I think she came real close to... Uh, Doing something to uh, the leader of the tribe. Mm -hmm. At least, I feel like we're a little bit into the secret. We're a little bit in on the plan. We don't know a lot about it yet. We're getting there. We're getting there. You know, we can tell, we could tell a little... A little bit when in the first scene when the doctor goes to leave and uh, says something about K9 and bluffs it off and doesn't want the Vardens to know that who or what K9 is. Yeah. But know that he's planning against them somewhat. So I guess that makes us feel a little bit better. Here. For some reason, K9 is his secret weapon. Yeah. As frightening as those words are. <laughs> it's a slow secret weapon. Yeah, he won't be moving <laughs> very quickly. 
as long as speed is not required. Apparently his job is to gather information, but we don't know why or what about. Mm-hmm. From Specifically <clears throat> from the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And also, you also get the impression from the doctor that when he's talking to Bruce that he, well, a couple things. Um, one, that he's known the Vardens for some time. This wasn't just a, a brand new thing, but he's thought about this for a while and come up with this, maybe come up with this detailed plan, whatever he's doing. Um, and I get the impression that he's his purposes are not as nefarious as they seemed at the start um, it seems the like doctors. Yeah, it seems like the doctor has he's, he's known the Vardens from quite a ways back he's also known of some issues at, on Gallifrey from the deadly assassin days. Mm. So I'm thinking that he's trying to actually do something to protect his planet. It just doesn't look that way right now. And he apologizes. He feels bad about yelling at and being so abusive to his former teacher, Barusa. So that was kind of a nice touch. Mm. I thought it was cute when the doctor comes in the TARDIS and canine's working and he puts his hat on his tail. Tossed it onto his Tossed tail. Tossed it onto his tail. <laughs> and then when canine doesn't answer him, he picks it up off the tail, puts it on the hat rack, and has to like use the intercom to get canine's attention. There's something about, now is no time to be enjoying yourself. I'm not quite sure where that was going with that, but... And canine does answer him and that's another reason it makes me think that uh, the doctor is doing something in order to protect Gallifrey by giving canine access to the matrix so maybe he wants canine to find something that he got an inkling of or saw something of when he was in it before yeah uh, some threat because now he has the power to find it being president and being part of the matrix whereas he wouldn't have as a regular time lord yeah much less a kind of a exiled rebel time lord okay, I don't think I have anything else Cliffhanger? Yeah. Doctor held at gunpoint by... Doctor held at gunpoint. Android. Which is pretty effective in a way because you see that Android really does believe that the Doctor is bad. Yep. It's not just an an alien race the Doctor's made mad for some reason or threatening to the Doctor with death or threatening someone the Doctor knows. 
um, it's another Gallifreyan threatening him because he thinks he's being treasonous. Um, so the threat seems a little more real, I guess. I suppose so to a point. Until you remember that <laughs> the usual is the doctor. He had talked his way out of it. And he's got a gun standing behind Andrew at floor level. Yes. In the form of canine. Yes. My thought is that he's just going to talk Andrew down. Oh, probably. But he always has a canine to fall back on. Yes. If he needs to. And canines may not be able to be very speedy down the hallway, but his blaster does seem to work. May not track very well sometimes when he's cutting with it. Or ever. Well, really. or ever. Um, but he, he does seem to use it as a weapon pretty well. But yeah, the doctor does have a weapon behind Android that Android doesn't know about. So, good and bad. I mean, good and okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> alright. Yeah. It's probably more interesting than they've had recently. Right. At least there's a pretty clear threat and some good question about how he might, you know, which option is or how they're going to get out of it. Well, and it's interesting too because you can see it from Andrew's point of view. The doctor has done this terrible thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He... Andrew just doesn't know know that there's a reason. Right. Of course, we don't really know what, what the reason is. Yeah. But we just know there's a reason. And we trust the doctor. Right. No one on Gallifrey trusts the doctor. No. But, you know, the, the, he, uh, the doctor has uh, brought this upon himself. If you look at it from Andrew's point of view. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, just from Andrew threatening him. Oh, yeah. Has brought that upon himself, but he knew that. Yeah. Um, and we knew that he knew that. But Andred doesn't know that, you know, any of that. So there is that circle there. But yes, the doctor is not as seen as a very trustworthy, um, loyal to the council time lord, <laughs> since he's been punished more than once, or at least at least the one time that we know of. But he's been in trouble. They've alluded to him being in trouble and stuff uh, right. before, before his regeneration and exile that we have seen. That little thing. That little thing. Um, so that by itself he was he was not in the good graces of the Time Lords Council anyway. Um, but we gather even before the second doctor calls the Time Lords that uh, he doesn't really want to see them. And he doesn't want them to find him. So he's already been in trouble. We just don't know that story, I don't think. Right. Ever. So, yeah, he's brought that mistrust upon himself as well. 
this time. I think that's it. All right. Well, hopefully we'll find out more about the Doctor's plan tomorrow. When we talk about episode four of The Invasion of Time. So join us then, and thank you for listening.